do you have a Jamie too? I have a Jamie. I have a Jamie as well. Hey Jamie, we put that on the screen real quick. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. No, my my Jamie is is my roommate who is asleep. So um, yeah. it's Nick, right? No, so it's not. So Nick was my roommate for a little while. So Nick has been my best friend since like fifth grade. Yeah, don't shatter my the 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 fantasy that I have built in my mind right now, where you no, two are just that's, like joined at the hip and do everything together and I, live in your grandpa's basement. Oh no! Well, we moved out of the basement, so that's good. Nice. So, um, uh, with uh, so. Um, I don't know. Are people listening at this point as the show started? Yeah, let's say it starts. Usually, I like kind of fade it in at some point. This, <laughs> this feels like a good place. We'll, cool. we'll come fading in right, okay. right, right here. Yeah, well, um, what James is referring to is the So Far So Good show with Nick and Eamon, which is a sketch show that I uh, co-write and direct and produce and edit with my buddy Nick Rorman. And, uh, yeah, we did we the whole first season of the show in my grandpa's basement, and that kind of started because... Uh, you know, my grandpa got him flooded the basement. We had to clean this whole basement out. We just had an empty basement now. Mm. And Nick and I graduated college in the middle of COVID, and we'd been doing this sketch comedy show, uh, you know, for all four years of college. And we had to stop, basically. And we thought, well, we don't want to do that. So we just make it make a new one and keep going. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, so we uh, we now – I asked my grandpa if we could use his empty basement as studio space, and he said, sure. So – but no, yeah, we. Uh, and your Nick grandpa not... plays himself in the show, right? Like the guy no, who that, I've seen that... playing your grandpa. That is your grandpa, right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's Perfect. it's de- it's definitely not my older brother. I'm That's... like I'm like those aliens from uh, oh what was that Star Trek movie that Tim Allen did? Um, oh, Galaxy Galaxy Quest? Quest. I'm like the aliens from Galaxy Quest. I don't understand that what I see <laughs> you on get, YouTube you get is staged. Fiction. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure everything is literal, all real. Um, so oh, yeah, just keep that in mind as, as we talk about your Galaxy YouTube content. Qu- fun, fun uh, Galaxy Quest reminds me, I made a, sh- a short film in college called Constellation Quest. And I had like this one like TA who would always call it Galaxy Quest. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> it's not it's the not same the name. <laughs> it's, diff- it's, it's completely different. It's completely different. Hey, speaking of <laughs> things being completely different and not making unfair comparisons, I want to tell you something. Yeah. And maybe it's not fair for me to do this. Because of course your 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 show the so far good so good show is your is its own thing, mm-hmm. but it brought me a lot of joy, uh, or maybe it was an ego boost I don't know uh, when I was listening to the so far so good podcast, and both yeah. Tim and Eric and Rhett and Link came up because when I first started oh. watching the so far so good show I was like this feels like familiar and yet different and I was trying to piece together like what what is it calling up inside of me and, and what I what I the conclusion I came to was this is like. The Rhett and Link. Do you remember when they did the mythical show? Oh yeah, like one yes, season absolutely. they did like those episodes. I love that. So I, I was like, this is like if we had the mythical show, but produced by Tim and Eric. Yeah, I. You know, that's a good comparison. But I mean, those two. I mean, Rhett and Link and and Tim and Eric both had a huge, you know, impact on me as a creative. Especially now that I'm a, you know, I, I'm a video editor professionally, mm. and I kind of specialize in you know, comedic content for the internet. I edit for a YouTube channel called the normies mm-hmm. uh, and they do like reaction videos and comedy sketches and stuff. And Tim and Eric were kind of like paved the way for like comedic digital editing. Yeah. Like no one had ever, you know, no one had ever used like nonlinear digital editing to mine for comedy like they had before. Right. Like editing. It's like the edit is a character in their skits, right? Yes. It's like a tool in such a big way. 
Hold on just a second. I'm going to – my mom's trying to call me. I want to tell her. Oh, yeah, no podcast. problem. I'm going to text her, so don't worry. <laughs> you don't. can take it, too, if you want to. It's not a big deal. Let me get my mom on the phone. Yeah. Actually, let's let's rope her in here. Hey, Jamie, will you connect to Eamon's mom real quick? Yeah, let's – I'll put her on speakerphone. Here we go. <laughs> okay, we're, here we go. She won't be able to hear you. Good morning, sunshine. Morning. Morning. I'm on the podcast. I'm doing the interview right now. You're on the oh, air. Okay. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Oh, you got a cool mom. <laughs> Man, I wish I wish somebody would say good morning, sunshine, to me. I've got a Aww. mom and a wife and four kids, and nobody's ever said good morning, sunshine. Hey, congratulations, four kids. That's great. Thanks, thanks, man. You, you now, now maybe you're the the source of positivity in my life now. Thanks for congratulating mm. me. Really, honestly, I only did a very small amount of the work. It's mostly for my wife. <laughs> oh my god. Be, if I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Huh. All right, now where 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 the heck are we? We need to orient this a little bit. Yes, you um, are a big deal for me because of your. Well, I got to know you because of your comedic bagpiping stylings. That's why oh, you're on this you. show. This show yes. is ostensibly connected to bagpipes. And, and here we go, reeling it in. <laughs> yeah, let's we'll pull this together a little bit and orient the listener a little bit. So some folks are probably familiar with uh, your awesome bagpipe covers. Um, my favorite is definitely the 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 Toto cover. Oh, thank you. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to choose a favorite, though, because I, I also really enjoyed All-Star, but maybe just because I was, a, like, a serious Smash Mouth fan for a while oh, yeah. as a child. And sometimes I feel like maybe I was the only one who was serious about that. Like, everybody who liked Smash Mouth liked Smash Mouth, like, ironically. <laughs> I, here's, I, I, I love Smash Mouth. Like, yeah. I, but, like, they, they, there is a bit of irony to it now, because, like, I actually... I saw Smash Mouth in concert a few years ago. Yeah. And it was in the weirdest like like they were playing a free concert in the middle of a park in mm. Gas City, Indiana. Okay, that is a little weird. And I'm like, what the hell are they doing here? You're and better like, than this. <laughs> <laughs> they were also at the Sturgis bike rally or something and uh spreading COVID misinformation. So who knows? Who nice. knows what they're up to? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Sturgis, man. My dad grew up in South Dakota, and we would, we used to go up to the Black Hills, uh, oh, no and we'd try to land it around Sturgis. Uh, and so I, I have many childhood memories of like cruising along a highway in a minivan, and a bunch of just like old folks with their like extra arms flapping in the wind nice. as they cruise past us. You know, <laughs> that's um, my uncle is from Sturgis. Oh, really? Yeah. So, oh yeah. So that's that's you're like you're Midwest by a big lake or something like. Yeah. yeah. So I I grew up in Indianapolis and mm. uh, very recently uh, moved to Chicago. So Chicago, yeah, the city of wind. E- exactly. Nice. There's lots of that here. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I hear that it's not it's not necessarily the wind that gave it its name. It's the it's the politicians who are always blowing hot air. Hey, ice. there you go. Yeah. No, mm. yeah, I, I hear that's also what it is. I, from what I hear. So so I I want to get like kind of a biograph bi- biographical kind of view of sure, you. So you grew sure. up over in that part of the country um and like take me back to the day of your birth or even before. What's what's growing up like for for Eamon? Actually, maybe start with your name. It's a it's a unique name. Where does that come yeah, from? Yeah, uh, my name's Eamon Hangerty. Uh my dad grew up in Ireland, grew up in a, in a little town in Donegal, Kilkilcar, Kilcar, and I was named after my great uncle uh Eamon Brown, who was named after uh the first president of uh, of Ireland was Eamon de Valera, mm. so it's kind of kind of got a passed on. No, no one over here knows how to pronounce it. I've gotten every pronunciation you can think of. 
of yeah, this name. Definitely Iman Hagardi. Iman know, is the, definitely what I was thinking first. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the most common one. Like <laughs> my uh, my girlfriend actually when we uh, I we uh, met like all great love stories start on Hinge, uh, but <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah, and she. Uh, she was like, how the hell do I pronounce this guy's name? And yeah. she, she looked up, so far, so good show. Ah. <laughs> and heard Nick say amen. It's like, okay, there we go. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's also where I learned how to pronounce it. So oh, well, thanks, Nick, for, for keeping keeping us all straight. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, when you go to visit Ireland, do you feel kind of like you own the place because you have the same name as the first Irish president? Yeah, there's a lot of amens over there, you know. It's, yeah. <laughs> but, uh. It is. I actually about a year or two ago just uh, got Irish citizenship. So did you really? I, I did. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Thank you. I went. Out, last time I visited was actually in November. Uh, went to see my aunt and uncle and stuff over there. Yeah. But uh, no, I you know I, I think that now that I am you know a citizen has made me quite the opposite of feeling like I own the place. I feel like it's kind of like so many Irish Americans when they go to visit Ireland are like, Oh, and they go and visit the, like the tiny town where like their great, great grandpa came from. Oh, you're, you're putting it too close. I think more often <laughs> it's be like their great, great, great uncle three times removed or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And like, yeah, this, I, this is my city. This yeah. is my town. I'm like, shut the hell up. Like, you, you, you know, you, it's, it, yeah. you know, it's not the same place anymore. But I think, you know, I definitely have a, have a, a fondness for, uh, for Kilcar in that area, but yeah. you know, I definitely do not own the place by any means. Yeah. I've I've never been, but I do wonder like like the few people who I've talked to who are from Ireland or or who have visited there, they often often the word that you hear is small town, um, or, oh, yeah. or little village or something like that, and it does make me wonder like I don't know how big Dublin is, but other than that, like is there anywhere in Ireland that's not a small town? You know, uh, I mean you got Dublin, you got Belfast, uh, most. You know, every county has like 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 the county seat. They'll have like one kind of yeah, bigger kind of city. Hub. You know, yeah. but like, especially once you get out of the you know the big cities and are like you know like my dad you know Donegal is all just kind of the highlands. You know, yeah, it's just tiny little you know fishing towns or sh- you know shepherding towns are sprinkled here and there. I wish that I knew better, but is is Donegal in Ireland or Northern Ireland? Donegal, so Donegal is in Ulster, right? But it's in the Republic. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's right. I was talking to Rab about that. That's that's yeah. Ulster is the one that get, kind of gets split. Rab right? Rab Linux. Yeah. On TikTok. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm he too old for TikTok. My... I I don't understand <laughs> it, but yes, that Rab. <laughs> yes. No, he comments on my stuff every once in a while. Oh, uh, cool. cool. He is a cool guy. Yeah. yeah. Actually, speaking of Rab. All right. No. No. Wait. Not speaking of Rab. I'm not getting there yet. I keep I keep pulling you off track. Tell me you about got... your childhood. Uh. Yeah, grew up uh, in, in Indianapolis. Not a small town, but not a huge city by any means. Uh, it was, you know, my it was one of those things. Like my my grandparents always wanted a bagpiper in the family on my mom's side, you know. And uh, none of their kids wanted to do it. We tried to teach my mom to do it, and they, you know they didn't give mm-hmm. they didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, excuse me. Then my time, you know, I came around. My brother and I were really the only ones who were musically inclined. My brother's a drummer, mm. and then uh, yeah, they you know when I was like in the fifth grade, they said you want to play the bagpipes. Like I'll I'll, I'll sure try. And fifth uh, grade, that's pretty young. It, yeah, it was, but like I I really appreciated it at the time. Yeah. You know, I started taking lessons from a piper uh, named Dan Davis, who played at the time with the Indianapolis Emerald Society pipe mm. band. But the Emerald Society kind of their pipe band kind of split and became the Indianapolis public safety pipe band. Mm-hmm. So then they could include the EMTs and stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, 
it was I was listening to your podcast with Camille and yeah. I, I you know I find it so fascinating she's talking about you know different ways of teaching and writing this book and everything and I was kind of taught I guess the old-fashioned way but also uh, my teacher uh, I really appreciate what he was doing because he was also kind of reteaching himself at the same time that I was taking lessons because he was taught at a time when like you know, Indianapolis really wanted a, a police and fire department pipe band. Mm. And, you know, they just got a bunch of guys together who said they were interested, gave them chanters. And they were like, you know, hey, what are these small notes? I don't worry about it. Just, you know, keep going. Yeah. And it's so he kind of learned in a backwards way. Mm. And so by the time, he, you know, got to teach me, we really took the time to make sure we got it right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I really appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned your brother. I feel like I saw a video somewhere of you playing with a snare drummer. That must have been your brother, right? Yes, that's that's my older brother. Yeah. So the, you also have a few. I've been I've been mining through your YouTube content, and honestly, I, I oh, really God. appreciate that you've got some. You've God got, help you. I've kind of watched you grow up in a way. <laughs> yeah, which like I, it thank you, but it's I some of those videos. I'm like I need to like private these now. Yeah. Now that I'm like a working adult. You know. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I wonder. I wonder to what degree like culture is going to shift to where like this could be if this if this becomes a more common thing. Like I feel yeah, like I feel like I, there's a connection. Like I also made a lot of movies when I was a kid, and so I feel like this affinity for your childhood. But I feel like I'm I'm maybe like I don't know maybe ten years older than you. Yeah, like, but we, we, when you were a kid, it was you know you, it would just be saved in a DVD or like on a tape. Bro, you I know? started on yeah my fr- yeah. first was it was a JVC over the shoulder uh, yeah, there VHS you go. recorder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I have one. I it, got it, one of those in my closet right now. My old family camera. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is different. Where like I'm seeing your stuff. I'm like watching you figure out how to make video, how to get audio together, Damn, how to yeah. how to be funny. You know, aside from as a human, just growing up, like growing a beard and stuff like that. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it is. I feel like we're going to like as a culture come around to that, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's going to become more acceptable to see like, you know, creators or, you know, even just professionals, you know, when they were kids, Mm -hmm. you know, and we've already kind of seen that. I mean, you can go on YouTube right now and find sketches that like Donald Glover made in high school. Right. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's different. I mean, especially, you know. I, I'm not somebody who's going to come on here and say, like, oh, cancel culture is fucking ruining, you know, because I don't believe any of that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I do believe that, like, we're, we're kind of at an age where, like, we – the internet is old enough and, like, people's tastes and sensibilities have changed so much yeah. in that time that now we're like, okay, what do we do with all this old information about people? Because it's just right. there. It's on the internet forever, you know? Yeah, like it's 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 for the first time becoming like a functional archive of the past. Yes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And what do we do with those parts of the past that don't you know, reflect our reality today? Yeah. Yeah, that is an interesting thing. So now some of the videos that you have up there from from your younger days have to mm-hmm. do with the uh is it Cecina Memorial Pipe Band? Yeah, the Cecina Memorial Pipe Band was me and my brother. I, I was going to ask. And that was it. It looks like it's maybe just the two of you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. So it, did, I went, what, did you convince, was that, that was your school, right? Did you convince? That was my high school, yeah. Did you convince them of to, which like, my dad was the, your band or something? My dad was the principal. So like, <laughs> it's just nepotism through and through. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just, like, made t-shirts and called ourselves a club. I see. And at one point, we had, like, three or four members because we had a drummer. Yeah. We, we, had, like, we had a couple other drummers, and mm-hmm. that was it. But yeah, you know. well, that's were you were you actively trying to recruit and your your fellow classmates just weren't into it. it kinda, I mean, because yeah. it's one of the things where like you know by the time like you know you teach somebody the bagpipes, I would have been gone off to college, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
Sally, okay. Yeah. What well, are you gonna do? I, I want to loop in some audio from some of your videos. Maybe this is a good spot too. I sure. mentioned the Toto video, so maybe we loop yeah. that Toto one in right here. Yeah, and, J uh, Jamie pulled the track. Yeah, yeah Jamie pulled that in. Why, why do you, why do these? Why do covers? I, I, you know, I grew up listening to Weird Al Yankovic, you know. Once, once again, like, and, I feel like there are a lot of nails that can hold up the tapestry of our friendship <laughs> if you want to be friends, man. Because oh, I think we absolutely. had a very shared yeah. experience, yeah. Al albeit across the country from each other. <laughs> That's all right. But like, uh, let's, yeah, well, it's weird. Uh, anyway, uh, Weird Al, grew up listening to a lot of Weird Al, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I fell in love with kind of the accordion in that way you know yeah and uh i don't know it just oh my computer fell asleep there we go yeah. but like uh yeah i'm not sure i guess like i i i got tired of like people like every time i would like watch tv and then be like a gag about the bagpipes mm. it'd be somebody playing some fucking piss poor rendition of scotland the brave yeah yeah i'm like well there's more than one song you can play on this instrument yeah so, you know, I just, you know, kind of figured out, like, covers. Like, I would, like, listen to a song and kind of, like, hear the root note and pretend that was low A and kind right, of like, yeah. try and figure it out, you know. And, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of kind of grew out of that. And, like, I started doing them just because I, you know, wanted to, like, make myself a better musician and write music and stuff. And now when I when I do those covers now, I don't even write sheet music for them. I, I, I'm pretty good at kind of figuring out by just ear. kind of feel it out. Which is kind of a problem because all the time I get people messaging me asking me for sheet music. Oh, like, yeah. I, I don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> it, there, doesn't it doesn't exist. <laughs> but I don't know. I started doing those videos and then like I, I realized that like I'm not the world's greatest bagpiper by any means, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. So I figured that like – but I am a good editor mm -hmm. and this is already kind of a ridiculous premise to begin with. So I started just deciding, okay, well, I'm just going to make these – edit these videos like Tim and Eric. Yes, and trying, yeah, yeah, and just try and make them, you know, as kind of silly and visually interesting as possible. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'll tell you, yeah. like, th there will be links in the, in the show notes. Like, listening is fun, but that that video had me smiling and chuckling from the beginning. But the oh. the moment when it had me bend over and like laugh loud is when the camera, as it were, starts panning back away from. <laughs> uh, I think Kilimanjaro is still in the background, and there's just a field of. Amon's playing bagpipes. Yeah. Just oh, there's two of them. That, no, three. No, a million of them everywhere. You know. <laughs> oh my god, I, I remember the video. I think I saw that like inspired me to make that shot. Yeah. And it was a video. I think it was like the BYU men's choir or something. What a great connection! And, it's yeah. Thompson here in Utah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, did you go to BYU? Uh, I, my, my father-in-law's a professor there. I am, oh, a, wow. I am a, um, a shameful tack on to this well-educated family. I have not completed any sort of higher education. Hey, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I was a gardener at BYU, actually. For hey, years, that's so, there you hey. go. <laughs> Let's say I was a botanical engineer at the university, huh? Oh yeah, Botan <laughs> botanical engineer, perfect. But anyway, um, there was a, a video that the BYU men's chorus made where they sang the song Baba Yetu. Mm-hmm. 
which I don't know if you're familiar with that song. I know it as the theme song from Civilization IV. Oh, uh, yeah. But uh, they did a something with that, and there's, like, a shot of, like, all of these, like, 20-year-old, like, white boys with blonde hair. Basically the same st- person, right? <laughs> yeah, standing in the middle of a field in, like, choir robes. Yeah. Going, like, Baba yet tu yet tu liye. And I'm like, this looks so silly. Like, I, just, I, I know they're trying to make it, like, dramatic, but I'm right. like, I, this is silly. Yep. So then I just tried to, to replicate that as best I could in After Effects. And, you yeah. know, and you, you know, you made it shine. This, this, I feel like this is, like, the crux of, like, something I want to talk about but don't have the vocabulary for. Like, I don't even know quite Let me help you out. what it Let is. Let me help you out. Well, it's like, I feel like you... Tim and Eric's edit sty- editing style, um, these covers, it all kind of swirls together into the same thing. I'm just not sh- quite sure how to define that thing. It's like, so so look at that BYU Men's Choir video, right? Mm-hmm. And it's going for Take Us Seriously and yes. falls flat because of that. Mm-hmm. But the same kind of thing can happen with comedy, too. If you're going for funny but don't quite pull it off, it falls flat, yes. too, right? Yes, and absolutely. It, like, if I were to wax philosophical a little bit, which I probably shouldn't do, speaking of not being an, an educated man, <laughs> um, Aristotle had this, uh, this like, this like comparing, a, he, he talked about, like, a knife and a soul, and he talks about, how, like, how do we define if something's good? Well, first, we have to define its function, right? So, a knife's yes. function is to cut. So, if a knife is sharp, then the knife is good. But other things have other functions. And I don't want to just monologue a ton. I want to hear what you have to say. But what I'm, yeah. what I'm getting at with, with terms, in terms of bagpipes specifically, mm-hmm. I, I have – and I know that some of my friends disagree with me wholeheartedly, and that's totally cool because I can understand why they disagree. But some people get really mad about, like, the unipiper, the guy who rides around on a unicycle. Yeah. Or they get mad about the uh, – what does that lady call herself? The snake the snake charmer, I think, or the, yeah. the pipe charmer? Yeah, people, charmer? Like, like, all the, the purists get all pissy. Uh-huh. At him, but right. Go ahead. Yeah. And I, I can't help feeling like, back up, guys. Let's first define what is the function of what they are doing, right? Yes. If the unipiper exactly. yes. is trying to be silly and funny, then this He's, is good. He has succeeded. He is doing it. Yeah, yes. exactly. He never came out and said, I am the world's greatest bagpiper. Watch my clean finger work, right? That's no. that's Stuart Little, okay? <laughs> the guy's, Stuart the Little guy, is doing that good. He, he's a circus act. Yeah, exactly. But it's like – but. Is he good at riding the unicycle while playing the bagpipes and shooting flames? Yes. Maybe the best of the world. That. Yeah. The best of the world at that. Yeah. But yeah, it's that's such a great, uh, great comparison. Cause like, and like, I, I, I remember when I post these videos in like the bagpipes subreddit, and people be like, honestly, not great finger work. You need to work on your air pressure. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you watching the video? Yeah, like, buddy, <laughs> like, that's what? not what I'm here for. That's not the point. <laughs> But, yeah. oh, yeah, the Snake Charmer, I don't, yeah, I, and, like, I'm not the biggest fan of her videos, but I'm not going to go out on a limb, you're not going to, you know, stand on my pulpit and say she's a bad musician or anything. Right, you know? like, and it's and just maybe, not what I'm into. That's, I, I'm with you entirely there. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to demean what she's doing in any way, right? I'm not trying to be, like, a, a, mm-hmm. a man here who's, like, being, like, oh, she, she's just, she's just pretty and she's getting by on that or something like that. Yeah. But it's, like, it, you know, it, is there a way to, in a fair way, define what she is doing? It's, like, what she's doing maybe is, like, looking really cool and metal you know with the dragon yeah. head and stuff like that and mm-hmm. also being attractive and at the same time playing bagpipes like in that order right mm-hmm. and so it's not it, this is not a competition setting right this is not yes. an educational yeah. setting what she she defined what she was going out to do and she did it and if you if you use the criteria of what she's actually trying to do she's pulling it off great yeah absolutely Doing so great you know anyway so so what that 
is part of why I like your videos so much because it feels like is is this comedy first or music first? I you tell me, but it f- feels like it maybe is fair to say it's comedy first and it's good music and that's why it, if it was comedy first and crappy music, then it would be hard for the comedy to shine through. So like the music is good enough that the comedy can shine. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, I totally understand. And that's kind of the way that I approach uh, those videos really mm-hmm. is I'm like, because I, I know that like, I'm not the, the great, I'm not going to impress. I mean, obviously playing Africa on the bagpipes is kind of impressive already, Heck to yeah. some, but, but like, if I'm trying to toot my own horn to blow my own bag. Here, yeah. Here. yeah, let's but, get the metaphor straight here. <laughs> but, like, it, it, I, you know, but the, the novelty will wear off quickly if yeah. it's just me playing. It, I wouldn't, it would not be able to, like, keep people's attention for four minutes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, you know, and I realized, yeah, I'm, I'm good at being funny and I, it was kind of comedy first. And it's, you know, it, it's crazy, you know. Funny when when you say like you know you need to make sure that, like the music is good enough for the comedy to shine through, because that's kind of how like I approach a lot of like comedy, especially like when I make sketches, I try to make sure I'm, the production value is good as it can possibly be, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because like there's a reason why movies like Blazing Saddles still work, mm-hmm. and it's because for a split second you can look at you can look at a frame of that movie and forget that it's a comedy. Yeah, like you yeah. look at it and like it looks and sounds exactly like every western from the 50s right yeah you know and you get like sucked into that and then like that's when the comedy shines Mm -hmm. if you don't nail those little details then it'll fall flat yes that yes this puts me in the mind of uh and it came up on one of your podcast episodes too of uh uh, tenacious d oh hell yes so funny but like what musicians but jack black just has like it's such a powerful voice Yes. Like it's it, it, if if they weren't as good musicians, it wouldn't be as funny. Right. There's this, there's the, there's got to be this like the two things have to come together. Yeah. Do you remember they did that song uh, with acoustic guitar? It was like I can't get to sleep tonight. Oh yes. It's just beautiful I'm all the just way through. A baby. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> they hold it till the very end, and it's just like that's why it's great because like yeah. if they hadn't done that, it would have been a beautiful song, and they're willing to basically take this. And in a way, throw it in the trash by by going yes. at the end. You know, it's, like, uh, it's just that is, it's perfect. It's it's so good. Oh man, love 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 Tenacious D. Pick of Destiny is one of my comfort movies. Just, <laughs> yeah. Like if I'm like you know feeling down or if I'm like doing chores, I'll put on t- yeah. Pick of Destiny. Do that roll in the it. background. Yeah. yeah. Well, so get me back to more of your work then. Um, what, what, which one was the first cover? How did that get started? The first cover, I don't know if it's on YouTube anymore. Mm. It was because I, I was trying to, I was kind of playing into the meme too. Mm-hmm. I did "Call Me Maybe" by Carly Rae Jepsen. Nice. Uh, video was recorded back. I made it was the first one. I made it in high school, mm-hmm. and I yeah, that was the first one. And then I did like the Pokemon theme, mm, classic. Yeah, and then All Star, I think. The problem is, like, I, I I wish I had the time to make more of them. Sure, yeah. You know? The time and the space. Because, like, I was making these videos when I lived, when I was a kid and lived in my parents' house, you Mm -hmm. know? And I'm like, hey, guys, I'm recording a video. I'll be loud for, like, the next half hour. Mm -hmm. And they didn't care. And now I live in a small apartment Mm -hmm. in Chicago. Harder to get your neighbors to go along with it, huh? Yeah, in the (laughs) wintertime. Yeah. And so, you know, I was thinking, you know... If it was the summertime, I could, like, take my, like, you know, uh, dynamic microphone outside mm-hmm. with, a, like, a, a Zoom recorder. Yeah. And just record it outside, clean it up later. 
But now I can't because it's it's 10 degrees outside right. and it's a foot of snow on the ground. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like ways you can get around it. But I was thinking about buying a Blair Chanter. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like those are eight hundred dollars, right? Like, well, yeah, yeah. hey Blair, if you're listening, uh, sponsor hey, this. Hey Blair, guy. this this is I, I'm starting a GoFundMe. Yeah, buy Amen a Blair digital chanter. Yeah. I tried I tried to start a GoFundMe a little while ago for another bagpiping podcast that I really like the content of, but their audio oh, yeah? quality is always really painful. Mm. Um, it's now up to the line, is what they're called, and uh, okay. I was the only person who ever put any money into it. So. Oh, that's, I would offer to start a GoFundMe for you, but I wonder how successful <laughs> it'll be if I have any fingerprints on it. Sure. <laughs> well, the um, the covers are fun, but uh, I want to know what else, um, like what else gets you going with bagpipes? Do you play with a band at present? Do you like who do you like to I, listen to? I do to? play with a band. Yeah, at present, um, I'm playing with the the Shannon Rovers pipe band in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, Funny how I how I got in with them because I, I was out riding my bike along the lakefront in Lake Michigan, and they were playing a gig. Uh, at there's this little like you know, gazebo type thing right like along the lake, and they were playing a gig there. And I mm. happened to stop and see them. I'm like I just, I like, walked over. I'm like hey, you guys are a, a pipe band. I play the pipes. I just moved to town. And this is like, the dream of every pipe major, just like to have someone who already knows how to play walk up and say, "Can I join your band?" <laughs> Literally, and like they're like, "Yeah, come to practice." We practice at the Irish American Heritage Center every Thursday, and I showed up, but I already knew half the music. Yeah, <laughs> and so they literally, literally, like on Tuesday, I I went out to their little storage locker and I uh, I got suited up, so now I'll be marching in the parade in nice. St. Patrick. Well, the, my first gig I'm playing in is the Chinese New Year parade with oh. them. Which is a week from tomorrow. Yeah. And then St. Patrick's Day and that whole weekend. St. Patrick's Day in Chicago is probably pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, because there's, there's a St. Patrick's Day parade, and that's a big day. And then yeah. the very next day is the Southside St. Patrick's Day parade, the oh. Southside Irish parade. And uh, this, it goes through a little uh, suburb called Oak Lawn, where like in like a one-and-a-half-mile stretch, there's like – 15 irish pubs oh awesome <laughs> so you you march the whole way down and then you stop at every pub on the way back up and yeah it's a shit show yeah now you you mentioned it uh, early on you tried the pokemon theme as a cover yes. and i know it, it came up just briefly in one of the episodes i listened to recently uh of the so far so good podcast that you used to play at, like comic-con type conventions yeah yeah did, did you pull that one out there i'd imagine that oh yeah a, i had a little arsenal you know star yeah. wars lord of the rings right. pokemon theme i threw the fire in the flames i think was a fun one that mm. i used to do and what, I might make a video what was of that. the was it the same con every every year because i know that like like here in salt lake they they used to call it salt lake comic-con they had to change the name mm-hmm. because of uh copyright stuff oh yeah uh, well we so i we there's a few conventions in indianapolis yeah uh the biggest gaming convention in the world is in Indianapolis. It's called Gen Con. Mm-hmm. And that's all like tabletop RPG type games. But yeah. still, I used to go there. Indiana Comic Con. The big one was, was Indie Pop Con. Which, because I know the organizers for that event. Puzz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. And uh, that was fun. Uh, I mean, there was one year. Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with, with YouTubers, but... That was the one and only time that Markiplier and Jack Jacksepticeye ever appeared in a convention together. Mm. I, I don't know if you're familiar with them at all. Uh, I'm I'm googling furiously right now. <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 gaming channel guys. Yeah. And I was happened to be there on Markiplier's uh, birthday, 
So I wasn't even in the line, but I played Happy Birthday from out. The line wrapped all the way around the convention center to meet these guys. And of course nuts. he heard you. Yeah, he heard me and then like saw me and waved me up. And there's a video of me playing, I think I was playing Rakes of Mallow or something. <laughs> and uh, Classy. Yeah, classy. And uh, Markiplier and Jacksepticeye start like dancing and grinding on me. And, and <laughs> it was great. It was so much fun. And then there was a video. The video of them doing that like really made its way around like the fandom and stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. And why, why wouldn't so it? <laughs> much so that like people were like writing fan fiction about that interaction. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I'm uncomfy. Like I'm I'm flattered, but please don't. Like. <laughs> I can't find it anymore because, you know, obviously they wrote this person had to have written it when they were like 12. Yeah. And now they're a tax paying adult. Right. And, yeah. You know, so I, I can't find it anymore. But man, I wish I I wish I could. But I also wish I could erase it, it from your brain. Yes. yes. <laughs> you got to drink some vape 2 bro. Vape, yeah, exactly. Hey, call back. Yeah. What call a stupid. Back to, what, so what was that college uh, sketch show called that you did? Um, it's called BSU Tonight. BSU Tonight. So, like, my a lot of a lot of my friends, a lot of my listeners are just my friends here locally, and we we, mm-hmm. we so I think a lot of us here, at least over here in Utah, watch at, or have watched uh, Studio C. Studio C. Yeah. yeah, I'm very familiar with that. You are familiar with Studio C. Yeah, groovy. Oh, oh, hey, here's a connection. You remember? Do you remember Jeremy from from Studio C? Do the mustache. So. He's got the yeah. mustache on. I, I loaned him a set of pipes just uh, just this last winter for a skit. That, really? So, so that some of them also, in, in, in maybe in a similar way to what you're doing with So Far So Good, after they'd graduated, moved on, carried on with, uh, what are they calling it? They're calling it uh, interns? No, that's not hmm. right. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, anyway, they're c- carrying on with some comedy sketches uh, sure. a, as, a, as a group. And uh, yeah, they borrowed uh, some bagpipes for like a Christmas sketch. It was like the, oh, instead nice. of the little drummer boy, there was the little bagpipe girl. <laughs> Anyway, um, so with Studio C, is it like how how does that show structure? Because I feel like it, it's like produced by like the local television station, and is it like is it, are the cast and writers and stuff students, or are the are they just kind of the production, or how does that work? I'm not totally sure. I believe okay. that the way it got I know that the way it got started was I'm pretty sure it was a group called Divine Comedy uh, at BYU, being a religious com- camp campus um you know sure a fun yeah. little play on words there right yes um, yes uh, so i'm pretty sure that it was the some of the folks in divine comedy which they were doing some youtube sketches and stuff like that and some live shows and stand-up comedy and stuff like that i'm pretty sure that kind of bled into and became studio c which was produced on campus though probably with some sort of tie-in with the local public broadcasting i'm not sure exactly okay. honestly i mean the public broadcasting stations always are tied to universities right so Oh yeah, I mean that's that's that what thing, right? uh, BSU Tonight was, you know, yeah. was well because BSU Tonight, uh, it's a, it, it's it's still going on. It's they're in their twenty first season. Been around a long time. Yeah, but uh, it's it's a late night show that's written, produced, acted, directed, edited entirely by students. Yeah, and, and it's like it's like talk show as well as sketches, right? Yeah, we would do. It was kind of a mix of both. Yeah, it was like a variety show. And uh, we would have, like, a talk show, but there'd also be, like, in-studio desk bits, and we'd cut to sketches instead of commercial breaks, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was it was fun. We filmed it. Yeah, and it, it was uh, filmed at the local PBS studio, mm-hmm. and uh, they and it aired on, like, you know, Cardinal Vision, which was, like, the local, like, public access station. Mm-hmm. And uh, they let us get away with some shit. Uh, like, it, it, was it kind of like kind of like UHF kind of thing where like nobody was looking and so you got away with it? Or? Yeah, nobody was looking because like 
by the time that, you know, my class got on that show, you know, uh, we realized that like, Hey, we all watch this on YouTube anyway. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. like we're like, nobody's tuning into Cardinal vision in their dorm at Fridays right. at nine, you sure. know, we gotta so, get, we gotta get back. It's almost nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so we really like, you know, we had our guidelines, our show, you know, was TV 14. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had to keep it, you know, the, the raunchiest we were allowed to get technically I'd be and not any more raunchy than a family guy episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like we, you know, we, we usually stayed well under that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not cause we were trying to, you know, it's also like we, you know, I feel a lot of times like when you give people absolute free reign with comedy, you know, yeah. then it's, it, it's, it's not interesting, you know? You can sure, only yeah. say you Sometimes can only constraints make it interesting. You can only use George Carlin's seven dirty words so many times. You know <laughs> right, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it was. But something I find so interesting about Studio C is that they're very explicitly, you know, are a family show. Yes. Yes. Is that they, like they, the they, model, they make yeah. the Yeah. But they're still, you know, they're still incredibly funny, but they just keep that in mind that like we want kids to be able to watch this, mm-hmm. which like it's it's. God, the the one that I, like I always think of is Scott Sterling. Mm-hmm. Scott yeah. Sterling, are you familiar with that sketch? Oh yeah, yeah. We, good. We've, we good. I've, we've definitely watched everything they've ever put out. <laughs> oh nice. I oh man, love love Scott Sterling. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. yeah, and and I mean I get the impression that it's maybe used to be one hundred percent student written, produced, acted everything. That's what it's because I see their videos. I'm like, there's anymore. no way. Yeah, there's no way that like. That well, you're telling me that 19 year olds made all this? No right. way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the early days might have been that way, but I do not. I do not think it's that way anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe I. I don't know. You know. It, I. Not. Not that I'm in any position to make judgments. You know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not make doing the hard work to make stuff. But you know that might be part of maybe some of the charm that it had early on that it's maybe has lost in more recent seasons. Um, yeah. That's a possibility. Who knows? Yeah. I that because. Yeah, that's one thing about, like, small creators making, like, a big jump to, like, a TV network or mm-hmm. something, you know, is that there is something that's lost there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, the, like, the quality is higher, but, like, you know. Hey, th- it's it's like you were saying before, right? Like, well, it's 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 more of the same thing, right? It's like, it's like you want the production quality to be at least good enough that it's not distracting someone from the comedy. Yeah, but if if you reach a point where like the best thing you can say about a thing is that its production quality is high, but the comedy yeah. wasn't great, it's mm-hmm. like an imbalance on the other side of the exactly. Of the I, I definitely think that like I don't know, it's I I I say things, but I'm really pulling it out of my ass because mm. like I I I I don't know. It, it all depends on the project, you know. Yeah, because yeah. like the charm of like you know redacted gus johnson's videos mm-hmm. was that they were so low budget but that was the style yeah. he was going for and he achieved it you know yeah 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 absolutely now i i often toward the end of an interview will ask somebody about pizza i don't i'm not saying i want this interview to end yet but i did watch mm-hmm. a video just yesterday trying to bone up get ready for this oh interview, the, you know? the pizza contest yeah i know where this see, is going i wanted to make absolutely sure like you know i'm about to do this interview i want to know all about this this person you know so i, I was doing my research and this mm-hmm. was a key part of my research was watching the entirety of your pizza contest winning oh, video yeah <laughs> do you still like pizza after that experience Oh, I just I I just I literally just had a slice of pizza before I got on this. I'm glad to know that that didn't ruin it for you. No, absolutely not. Now I live in Chicago, which is a big pizza city. It's a big pizza town. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just for anybody listening, we got to make sure that they're aware. This is a big deal. What was it? It was a large pizza, two drinks, 
uh, yeah. breadsticks, and yeah. you did it in under five minutes. Yes, we did. Yes, very impressive. It was it was it was nuts. I I almost threw up that night, but man, it was worth it. Here's the thing, though. I so the the prize they said was a year's supply of that this specific. This is exactly deal. what I wanted to ask you about. Tell me, what does that really mean? So so it was for they called it their their big combo was called the deal. And that's and it was a large one topping pizza, breadsticks and two drinks mm-hmm. for like 20 bucks or something like that. And with if you won the contest, you won a year's supply of the deal. Yeah. And their definition of a year's supply was 12 total. I see. Yeah. So one yep. a month. And I'm yep. like, no, Come a year's <laughs> a year's supply in my eyes is at least 52. Yeah, at least. So but Nick and I made us we, we each took six of those coupons. Like, oh well, f- okay. Yeah. And but we made a discovery at Hotbox Pizza because all of the you know people working there were stoned college kids. Um, <laughs> if you, just... you to- if you told them that you so that you were getting a delivery order, mm-hmm. and told them that you had the coupon for the free deal. Yeah. They would write down on the uh, like on the receipt. Yeah. That it was paid for and the total was zero dollars, and then that stoned cashier would give it to a stoned delivery driver, <laughs> who would drive to your dorm and see, oh shoot, it says it's already paid for. Yeah. Like, yes, it is. <laughs> and I give them a five dollar tip and they'd be on their way. Yep. And they never at once asked for their the coupon. Those six vouchers can sit pristine in their little in their little but box. They, they they did it a few times, yeah. you know. They eventually caught on that that people weren't collecting the coupons. Yeah. They made sure to get it from us every time, and then they stopped doing the contest. Man, but that con <laughs> after what you put your body through, you deserve what you I, got ex- out of it. Exactly. So you just go ahead and take it. That's what I say. Yeah. Now. Uh, you you mentioned in I can't remember if it was in a video or in the podcast that when you were younger you, you had braces and you ended up with a permanent retainer. I just want to yes. take a moment personally to reassure you I also had a permanent retainer and would still today if I hadn't had a, a massive jaw surgery. But I had oh, yeah. that permanent retainer for decades. Yeah, it's it, it's a struggle. It is a you got to floss thing. under it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, you should floss under. You sh- it. Yeah, you should. I don't <laughs> very often. But it's crazy. People who don't have braces just, like, don't know that that's a thing. Yeah. Like, Nick was shocked when I told him I had a metal bar on my teeth. It's just always been The there. entire time that he's known me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it was funny. I, I had bra- – when I got braces, they were trying to use them to correct a jaw misalignment, which is what I ended up, ended up having to have a surgery for eventually anyway. And so I got them on in fourth grade, and I had them on until the end of my junior year in high school. Mm. And that's – my wife and I met in junior high. And so we were oh. we were pretty well connected and and in love before she'd ever seen me without braces. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think that it improved things. Like maybe she was pleasantly surprised, but I'm not into, <laughs> like I still wonder if like you fell in love with me as a as a you know a, a geeky little braces wearing kid. Like do you ever miss that man? <laughs> you know. <laughs> now I'm just a geeky uh, chubby no braces old man. <laughs> ah. you, uh, got, well. you guys got four kids. You did something right. It must you not know? be too bad, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. But no, I I mean I tell my my girlfriend I'm like I feel like if you knew me in like high school you would have hated me. Well, has she like, watched all your I, YouTube stuff? She's seen she's seen a few of them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I've selectively not shown her some of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like I it's funny you're talking about cuz I mean to circle way back to the conversation you were shocked to find out that Nick and I weren't roommates. Yeah. Which like in so a little sneak peek for so so far so good show season 2. 
is we're, we're bringing the show back, and in the canon of the show, we are, we are roommates. But Bro, is this is this a is this a first drop? Is this are, are we hearing it here first? Uh, Am I getting I, an exclusive? I, I talked about it on my Twitch stream the other day, ah, so not nuts. quite. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, uh, I'm really excited for what we're gonna do with, with the new uh, show. But anyway, Nick and I were roommates in college for a couple mm. of years, but now he um, he's happily married, uh, lives not very far, like a few blocks away from me actually. So oh, right on. Yeah, he and, and Rachel, uh, they met uh, when they were really young, too. They met in high school. Mm-hmm. And I was Nick's best man. So nice. Way yeah. to go. Yeah. Dude, uh, let's just get into a multiverse thing here. My wife's yes. name is also Rachel. Am I Whoa. am I just another Nick that in another universe would have been your friend in high school? Dude, this is spoilers for season two. We got to... Is this... Oh, no, no, no. no. Am I... Is Nikolai <laughs> gonna show up in my in my office now and take me to another another alternate? Nikolai's gonna kidnap you. He's oh my no no it's not I swear but that was one of my favorite uh, early one of the early alternate realities from Nikolai was oh, uh, the uh, the sleep story. Which oh the ASMR the, one yeah the yes, ASMR yes, one yes, just yes. crunching on chips and yelling and stuff and I oh that one was like I forget how I thought of that one. But it was just like I'm like Nick. I want to do a world where ASMR is loud. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that. Like every time you think that it flashes back to the person listening, and every time you think that they're gonna like turn it off or something, they're just like turning off the lamp. They fall asleep to it. Yeah. yeah, they fall asleep to it. So good. Uh, yeah, that was excellent. Thank you. But also, you mentioned what you were, you were getting vulnerable, and you mentioned that when you were a kid, you wrote a letter to John Green, like asking for a job. Oh gee, no, it wasn't asking for a job. I was asking him to make a cameo oh, in a shitty little that's movie. Right, even better. You have to do yeah. your movie. <laughs> and oh my god, like I, <laughs> I, because I realized he's like the only like famous person who lives in Indianapolis. Yeah, I don't know what it is with like writers, because like you know we had Kurt Vonnegut, and he lived here, and now we got yeah. John Green. Yeah. And I found him in the phone book. <laughs> right. <laughs> and wrote him a letter and like made up a letterhead and shit. I was fifteen. Yeah. And oh, it I'm was probably bad. trying to pretend like you were like grown up and professional, right? Yes, exactly. Which probably yeah. only made it come across even weirder. <laughs> yes, it absolutely did. You should have done I, it with I, your I, left I, hand in crayon on, on like craft <laughs> paper. That would have got through. <laughs> yeah, and he went, Oh, it's it's a little kid. You know, yeah. that's that's so sweet. You know, it's like make a wish. You got it, okay. Yeah. But uh <laughs> Yeah, no, he never responded. Yeah, well, so I, <laughs> I kind of want to like <laughs> now. Now he's on TikTok, yeah. so I kind of want to like make a TikTok thing and say, "Hey, John, listen, <laughs> did you ever get this letter? You remember me?" I'm like, I, it's it's, I I would be fine if he got it and threw it away. Yeah, but like if he never got it, I would have been so like, oh yeah, okay. Well, if it makes you feel any better about like young aspirations being dashed, when I was about the same age. Um, I wrote a letter to Warner Brothers Studios mm-hmm. pitching myself as a perfect fit for the character of Victor Crumb in the Harry Potter movies. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did get a rejection <laughs> letter. I actually did. <laughs> wow. Hey, congratulations. Which I thought was really nice of them. But they, yeah. and, and you know what they said in the letter was, we're only considering people who are born in the UK for these roles. I was like, yep. oh, well, that, I would have got it otherwise. Okay, that, then. <laughs> that was J.K. Rowling's big stipulation. Right, yeah. She said if, if, if you're going to make Harry Potter movies, all the actors need to be British. Yeah. So I, I still am pretty darn sure that uh, had that stipulation not been there, I would be. Uh, oh, there you go. You'd be a millionaire. Problem. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I even did, like, some really crappy, like, uh, I used, like. Uh, to do a self-tape? 
and not a self tape no i just took some photos and then like did like horrible uh, oh. not even photoshop like an equivalent to ms paint but on a mac um like oh, of, like no. spells oh, well, like, blasting like me in the face and stuff like that <laughs> yeah it was uh painful oh my gosh yeah i oh yeah but like it's Hopefully that doesn't show up on the internet anywhere, you know. Yeah, I I'm not even gonna look because if it is there, there's no way to move it, and it would just make me make me cringe. You know, it's, yeah. that's the kind of thing that would keep me awake at night. Like someday my grandkids are gonna find this. <laughs> yeah, but one of these um, days my grandkids are gonna find Netflix and Kill, and that's just. I, I was just gonna. I, I was I was wondering if I should ask you about Netflix and Kill. <laughs> you sure can if you want. It's, Tell me about Netflix and Kill. <laughs> I tried making a horror film in high school. Yeah. I so. One of my I, I used to watch a show on YouTube called Backyard FX, mm-hmm. and I I loved it because it was just it was this guy who would like show you how to pull off like really cheap practical visual effects. Yeah, I thought it was the coolest thing. And he did an episode where he showed how he did an effect where somebody had their head cut off mm. and blood spurting out. And I'm like, I want to do a horror thing now. And uh, this is back when there was the whole meme of Netflix and chill. Right. Yeah. And it became Netflix and Kill. Hi, <laughs> yeah. But it, it was, you know, it's it. it I, I I I talk bad about these these little movies, but like, what was you know most important was that it was fun to make. Yeah, you yeah. know, and we were all in high school, and like you know, I you know, it it has a soft spot in my heart. Yeah. I, I made it. I made it uh, to try and get into a high school film festival in mm. Indianapolis, and I submitted two films to that festival. I submitted Netflix and Kill, which is the one I was really passionate about. Mm. And I submitted a documentary that I made about uh, the guy that our high school is named after, mm. who was a chaplain in the army in World War II, who uh, was on the Bataan Death March and died on a POW ship. Mm. It's which which, which is a, his story is a really incredible story, but like it's a video I made for a class and I was not very passionate about. Yeah. And I'm like, I just get this thing in there. And guess which one made it into the festival? <laughs> Ain't that always the way. And I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty funny. And, yeah. and speaking of, like, backyard effects and, and kind of, like, learning the tools of the trade and stuff, you, mm-hmm. you, you do some other covers that aren't bagpipe covers. One of my very favorite things is your Randy Newman-style part of their world. I've been surprised just in the last couple weeks, having become aware of that video, I've shown it to a few friends and been like, check this out. It's in the style of Randy Newman. And nobody knows who Randy Newman is. And then I'm like, you know, the guy who has a song in every classic Pixar movie. 
and still yeah. they don't know it. And, and then I pull it up. I'm like, like you got a friend in me. I'm like, oh, that guy. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it, Randy Newman is one of the great American songwriters. Yeah. You know? I'm with and, you. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, he's not, yeah, everybody knows him as the, you got a friend in me guy. And that's yep. it. And yep. I'm like, damn, it's a shit. Yeah. He's got a I, lot of good again, stuff. You, you, you're pulling all the deep cuts. You're like Nardwar over here. Just like... <laughs> this is, and I wonder how much fun this is for anybody listening. Like you, if they haven't watched any of your stuff, like that, I keep trying to keep that in yeah. mind. Like this is, this is radio, right? So they're not like seeing yeah. the videos as we talk about them, but go check them out. There, yeah. there are links down below and then it's probably more fun. They're entertaining for yeah. sure. But that's you singing, right? Like that's legit. You in, in, intim, intimidating. <laughs> um, what's <laughs> intimidating. the word? You hear me, Randy? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do this song imitating randy newman that's you right it is yeah that's really good and am i am i mistaken having spent a lot of time myself in front of um iMovie and garage band as as a as a small Mm -hmm. as a small human um that sounded a lot like the toms and the bass line from garage bands uh, it sure was uh, it sure was look at that another another boost to my ego more 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 skills that i cannot uh commercialize in any way (laughs) oh yeah if you liked that uh, that Randy Newman cover, I will send you a link to a Christmas album that me and Nick made in high school and a little bit in college where we did a Christmas album called Walking in a Winter Wonderland. Mm-hmm. And it's just us doing really shitty celebrity impressions singing Christmas songs. Okay. And, uh, Is one of them Arnold Schwarzenegger doing Oh Holy yes, Night? Yeah, yeah, that's what it appeared on. Because yeah. I love that one. On your knees, oh yeah, the angel boy says, "Don't let the divine." Or Michaels, are you listening? Oh, <laughs> and but you were you're legit famous. You were in a you were in a commercial when you were a kid. I was in a commercial when I was a kid. Yeah. So you're probably still just living off the the profits from that, right? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. I made well, I made like five hundred dollars from that commercial. Which Have you I ever used... written a letter and been like, "Hey, you owe me more. That wasn't enough." Where's my <laughs> royalties? Your commercial. Yeah, but I I used those that five hundred, and in a way, I kind of am because I used that five hundred dollars to buy my first computer. Beautiful. Which I then made all my old YouTube videos on. Yeah. And kind of taught myself how to edit and how to be funny and stuff yeah. like that. And how to you know record music, especially recording bagpipes. That's tricky, you know. That is tricky. You know? Have you what? Have you figured in a, out any tips or tricks that like honestly, like especially right now where a lot of competitions are yeah. remote, people need to know how to record themselves better. How well, do you record bagpipes? Here's the thing: I cheat a little bit sometimes. Well, tell me about that. So, like I said, my the purpose of my videos is not to show off how good of a bagpiper I am. Mm. The purpose of my videos is to make people laugh. Yeah. And what I've done in the past is, like, I, I, now, right now you're hearing me through a blue snowball microphone. Bro, and like, I and am a, also talking through a blue snowball microphone. Hey, there we go. It's it's dependable, you know, old I've, reliable. I've, I've had it since, like, I was, like, 12 years old. It's still working. Yep, yep. But, um, yeah, I, I sometimes we use the blue snowball and I'll stand a few feet away. And it does a decent job of, like... Picking up the chanter and the the drones pretty mm. well, but you need to be in a room that's like you know there's no you know nobody else around and stuff like that. Mm. But what I've done now is I, I I use cheap microphones and shit. I use mm. all the cheapest equipment I can find, and I right now uh, record a lot of my stuff on Behringer XM eighty five hundreds, 
which are like the Behringer equivalent of like the Sherry SM58, you know. Uh, which, yeah, which the, SM, <laughs> <laughs> the SM58 is like 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 the like microphone you see on every stage. In right, every right. I know, yeah. I know. I've seen ads for it too. I know that's the, yeah. like they push that on YouTube and but stuff like that too. What I end up doing is because it's hard for to to pick up the drones and everything when you know I I mic the chanter directly. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do is I'll just record like five minutes of me blowing the drones mm-hmm. and stick that in, yeah. in underneath it and then plug up the drones and play the chanter. Yeah. So yeah. then I can fade in, in, them in and out accordingly, you know. You know, that I have also tried, like probably any bagpiper, I've, I've tried to record myself many times for years now and, yeah. and rarely done well. And when I, when I have done something like that where I would record the drones and the chanter separately, I felt like I was cheating as well. But mm-hmm. I was really encouraged when listening to the Chanterant guys um, interviewing Ross Miller a little while ago when he mm-hmm. put out a really great album called The Roke. Okay. Such a good album. They were interviewing him about about the recording process, and he's talking about like how he had to, like part of what's so great about that album is it has really good accompaniment. It's like the it's like scores, not just well, let's have a guitar player play two chords in the background while I play bagpipes. You know, like it's mm-hmm. really musically interesting and 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 full. And so he's talking about like you know just intonation and stuff like that. And then they and then he talks about how he recorded the drones and the chanter separately. Mm. And it's like, all right, if this guy is doing it, then it's yeah. fine, you know. Like if if Ross Miller's doing it, then I don't have to feel bad about doing yeah. it, you know. Because yeah, you know, it all boils back to what what is the function of this thing, right? Yeah, the function yeah. of that album is is to be a good compilation of music, you yep. know. So it's so it, whatever it, 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 and, that, and if right? that's what works the best and sounds the best and yeah. gives you the most control over the sound, then do it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, man. Now, yeah. have, have, how much have, have you dealt with a lot of hate on, on in like the YouTube comment section? Oh yeah, know? I mean, think I I've been I, I've been fat and on the internet and <laughs> play a weird instrument my entire life. So You're like, asking yeah, for it, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I Not mean, just one weird instrument. Speaking like in the Africa cover, you also play accordion. Yes, yeah. And I know I've seen you holding a banjo. You've got the trifecta. Oh, oh, thank you. Yeah, the the the, the holy trinity of annoying instruments. Yeah, I got exactly. it. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, I mean, you get people who are there to, you know, surprisingly, the bagpipe videos, I don't get as much hate. It's just people being like, uh, like ah, this is so bad. I want you to play this at my funeral, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, like, that, like, that's funny, you know. Most yeah. people are pretty civil in, in my comments on those videos. That's but, nice. like, the worst hate I've ever got on a YouTube video was I made – so this was – this video might be private now. I don't remember. But – I made a trailer. It was a project for an English class. Made a trailer for a movie adaptation of the book Hatchet. <laughs> it's not private. It I watched it. Yep, there we go. <laughs> and I, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I originally didn't say that it was fan made. Yeah. It just said trailer because like I didn't think people would give a shit or care. Oh, so people might have been clicking on it. So people it was went legit. to it and they're like, "This is fake, you fucking bullshit." <laughs> Brian wasn't this fat in the book, oh, and I'm no. like, <laughs> which like soul crushing. But hey, but I don't remember Gary Paulson put mentioning some thick his, skin on like, you, you know? Oh yeah, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that's how you yeah. trial by fire, right? And you're still yeah. you're still making content, so it must oh, not yeah. have defeated you. Yeah. But hey. Who knows? Who knows what what Brian's body composition was, especially at the beginning, right? Yeah. So come on. 
Mm-hmm. I'm excited to listen back. Sorry, I've been swearing like a sailor because I, I I love oh, your little yeah. sensor sounds. Oh, so you're just giving me more opportunities to use sensor sounds. I appreciate yeah, what, it. Yeah, cool. what what is that sound? <laughs> it's it sounds like like somebody like blowing a bass drone. Yeah, it's a that one that I use to cover up up uh, naughty words is just yeah. a practice chanter doing a burl. Okay, that's funny. I, I, I like to think that this probably is, this is not true, but like some of them sound different. And I like to think that you're just like going back through like a Foley artist. Yeah. And just, just like timing it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, now you mentioned it in, in Camille's episode, because she's from Australia, I did put oh, in a bunch of the, the big C tunes. word, right? Yeah. Oh man. Those Australians. I'll tell you what. And, and like some it's... of the stuff I, I like, my wife came out in, while I was editing it. I was like, I can't I can't interview any more Australians. That or I got to change my standards because <laughs> just like it's so interwoven into everything. Yeah, I'm like, and some of these it's... phrases I don't even know if they're swear words. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. I the few Australians that I've known. That's that's what I love about them is like it's so refreshing that like their their um what would you call it like their threshold for offense is set so far away from even being like reachable. Oh yeah, you know, like, how do you offend an Australian? I, I still haven't found a way to do it. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, it's it's crazy, and yeah, they they just have such a high tolerance for you know taking the piss, you know. Yeah, exactly. That phrase comes up a lot. Yeah. 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 I um I so 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 don't worry about it. I want you to like just like any guest, I want you to be able to just speak freely, and I'll take care of it in post. <laughs> No have you ha- have you ever seen the uh, the sketch show? I think you should leave on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, you just made me – I went to it, I think you should leave Trivia Night recently. But, like, you're making me think of the sketch in season two when he's like, this is the adult tour, so you can say whatever the hell you want. He <laughs> <It> goes, jizz. <laughs> it's, oh, it's so I, – I could write an essay about how great of a sketch that is. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so good. Mwah, I, mwah, mwah. Uh, yeah, I do, I do really like that one. I feel like some of these comedy shows that Netflix kind of seems to be, like, buying from smaller production studios and putting up sometimes yeah, yeah. are not that great. But speaking of Australians – Auntie Donna's house. Auntie, yes, man, that was a breath of fresh air. I I, see. I've been watching Auntie Donna since I was in college. I didn't know it existed until it hit Netflix. So I, I didn't even know it was a thing. You're, you're surprising me with this. Oh yeah, my, my buddy Mark, uh, found them online because they, they like do like their, they put their sketches on YouTube, Mm. and they did live shows. And the first thing I saw of them was a sketch from one of their live shows. Mm. I'm like, these guys are, are fucking brilliant. Yeah. And then I've been watching them on YouTube and listening to their podcast for years. And then they say they're coming out with a Netflix show, and I about lost it. And the show was so good. I was, as a longtime viewer, I don't want to say I was disappointed, but, like, yeah. a lot of the sketches were, like, done previously on the podcast. Sure, yeah. Or, and it was neat to see them done professionally. Yeah. And done in such a big way, but I'm like, well, I, I know how this is going to end. You know? Right, yeah, I, I've yeah. seen this before. But, like, it's still, a, it, it's a feat. It's so funny. Well, I feel like a total noob and also very excited because I didn't know that it existed before Netflix and I didn't even know they had a podcast. Like I yeah. apparently live under a rock because I didn't know about Gus and I, and, I, <laughs> and I don't know about Auntie Donna's house pre-Netflix. So now I've got some more fun stuff to mine into. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's there's so much Auntie Donna podcast and it's all like it's literally them just like doing improv for 40 minutes. Yeah. And like sometimes it's the funniest thing you've ever heard, and sometimes it like makes no sense, and you, it's you, you stop listening to yeah. it. And it. Yeah, but I love it. Yeah, well, but that's but that's why I'm so excited by it because yeah. like it's you never know what you're gonna get from it. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate people being willing to kind of put their process out there as well. Like rather than yes. curating it and only yes. putting out what's really excellent, you get to kind of see like okay, it's not always excellent, but they 
you know, by doing it, they find gold nuggets. Real quick, just a sec. I'm going to yeah. mess my microphone quick. Okay, you can still hear me, right? I can, yeah. Okay, any noise or anything? No, sounds great. Okay, cool. Just making sure. And we're and we're pushing past an hour. I I don't I don't plan to keep you too much longer. Um, oh no, you yeah, I'm you're good. We I have, got nothing else to do today. Well, we have been a bit scattered, and and uh, um, I do want you to have a chance to kind of kind of talk about what you're working on right now and do some promotion. So like maybe oh you, sure. Anything you haven't covered yet? Tell me about you know what you're working on. Um, where to, where to find things? Uh, Cold Creek is Cold Creek still a movie that's happening that you were uh, that you're in. Anything. Cold Creek is Cold Creek is still, so Cold Creek was the short film that came out a couple years ago. Cold mm. Cross is their like feature length sequel. That's right. That's right. And they actually just started re- shooting it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're like getting close to being done. They're trying to release it by this summer mm. uh, because they can only film it in the winter time. Right. So they filmed all winter and then they waited until now and they they just started filming again and they're down they're filming it down in Kentucky right now mm. and I'm very excited to see that movie i mean those guys those guys are great they blew me away with their short and they you know blew me away with when i was on set with them and everything yeah and those were guys that we knew from college too mm, gotcha but uh yeah cold cross is coming out uh new so far so good sketches are coming uh so far so good show season two is gonna start within the next month or two mm. we just gotta find time to i mean to shoot it i'm i'm very excited we're like there's a lot of like you know we're t- any longtime viewers of the show there's, there's gonna be you know <laughs> nikolai is coming back uh, a lot of characters the new stuff old stuff uh the nikolai arc is going to be continuing in a big way you know yeah. uh what else is, is is there in the show that's coming out socks is returning oh good socks has always been one of my favorite parts uh, thank you uh, are, are we going to get any more um like unexpectedly erotic love ballads to bigfoot or other mythical creatures uh, maybe we were working on like a Loch Ness song at one point. Yeah. Uh, or like a Mothman one. Mm-hmm. Problem. It's uh, Harrison, our our dear friend and producer of the podcast, uh, recently moved out to Los Angeles. So, so he's becoming a big deal. Yes. That's what you do, right? You yeah. Head when to... you move to LA, you're immediately a big deal. Yeah. But no, I mean, I you know he's I guy's still a great friend. Love the guy, but mm-hmm. he's off doing other stuff. So, uh, but I mean. We might get more songs than him if we ever go out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he wrote the Bigfoot song. That was a song he wrote in college, and then yeah. we, like, made into a video. And, by the way, I have a tab pulled up on my computer. I want this Mr. Squatch of the Soggy Scots t-shirt <laughs> so badly. I want to take it and tie-dye it. Like, I – oh, yeah. Thanks, I want bro. that shirt. Thanks for yeah, promoting my stuff. <laughs> Everybody check out bagpipeswag.com, which is funny. My handle on Twitter – it has been so. This was my handle on Instagram for a while, but I changed it. Now I can't change it on Twitter. But uh, since high school, my handle on Twitter has been the Swag Piper. No way. Yeah. Well, and it's, look it's, at that. It still is, and but like, and I, I'm, I have it on Twitter just so I can keep the name, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I made it when I was in high school, when like swag was a funny meme. Right. And now, and then it's fallen out of style, but mm-hmm. now it's like coming back around. Yeah. In like a post-ironic kind of way. That's that's that was my hope when setting up that URL. I thought to myself, like, I know that I'm out of touch, and the world has moved on, and like things aren't being made. As Camille mentioned, like the world isn't being made for me anymore. Like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I think swag is applicable again. I think people will know what this is. <laughs> yeah. 
dripping in swagoo, you know. Yeah, that was um that was <laughs> when I was in uh, junior high and high school. Uh, my buddy and I started uh, our little bagpipe duet, and we called ourselves the Soggy Scots, and that was our that was our well that became our logo. Uh, oh, nice! It was the Sasquatch playing bagpipes. Yeah. Yet another thread it. for the multiverse situation where you and I grew up in the same town. Yes. But yeah. It, man. Bigfoot. Love him. I. <laughs> God. I still remember how we. Because, like, we weren't sure if we were ever going to make that video. Yeah. We, we really wanted to. We planned on it. But the biggest thing was finding a Bigfoot costume. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember hearing about there was a costume shop in Indianapolis that, like, they, like, they used to do the costumes for like every like high school theater production and everything mm. costumes by Margie and they were going out of business, you know, cause of the pandemic rest mm. in peace costumes by Margie. Yeah. But I went there and asked I, out of the blue, do you guys have a Bigfoot costume? And she said, let me go check the back and came back and she said, I'll give it to you for, for 50 bucks. <laughs> I'm like sold. We use it for the movie and then it's my pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like after we shot the video, I put it in Harrison's car and it never moved. And I think now it is still there in his trunk in Los Angeles. For emergencies. For, yeah, you never know when you need it. You never yeah. do know. Yeah. Now, what about um, – and if you think of uh, other stuff you want to plug, for, just feel free to bust it out anytime, anytime yeah. Amen. But I, I also and, – and maybe this is where we kind of start wrapping toward as graceful an end as we can find. Wait, mm-hmm. before we do that, let me just put in my own request for more yes. – drunk history of lord of the rings because i yes i love drunk history so, i love oh, lord of the rings you. and that's a great that went really well i like that a lot oh, thank you so here's the thing about about that project we so it started when yes my buddy adam is an encyclopedia has an encyclopedic knowledge of lord of the rings mm-hmm. and we got him very uh drunk one night and got him to talk about lord of the rings you know mm-hmm. as, as it goes yeah as one and does yeah as one does and uh what we planned on doing with that is we want to have a bunch of people recreate their own versions of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, uh, like I don't know if you're familiar with Shrek Retold. Shrek Retold? Yes. No, I'll have to check it out. Which, uh, that's that's another project. I'm, I'm, I'm going to plug that, too. Yeah. So, Shrek Retold is a, a, a project where, like, 200 different filmmakers and animators recreated Shrek scene by scene by scene. <laughs> And there's all it's a mashup of all these different styles and you know stuff like that. Sounds and we awesome. wanted to do that with Drunk History Middle Earth, where ev- there's every scene has a different uh, aesthetic and yeah. different production design. You know, good timing with the Amazon series coming out. Yeah, we we want to try and get it out. Our plan was to get it out before then. I don't yeah. know if that's gonna happen. Yeah, it's literally been we we filmed that over like three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of been sitting on the back burner for a while. Yeah. But I really want to want to get going on it because we had a uh, we want to do a scene for uh, this isn't really a spoiler. We talk about it all the time. We want to do a scene like because Adam talks about when Gollum finds or when Smeagol finds the ring. Yeah. In the river when he's you know, and we. We want to recreate the scene where Smeagol and Deagle fight over the ring. Yeah. But we want to film it on a canoe in the middle of the Chicago River. <laughs> yeah. So it be- so it becomes like an Eric Andre prank. Yeah. Yeah. Where like people just see <laughs> yeah. like two guys dressed as hobbits wrestling <laughs> at like canoe. you know in a canoe uh, right yeah. in front of like tri- like Tribune Tower. You right. Know? Yeah. Like, I'm, uh, I'm I'm imagining it beautifully, man. I can see like a shot from like the roof of a nearby building or something. Yes, as it, like, yes, exactly. People jogging and then slowing down as they watch. <laughs> like what the heck's yes. going on over there? 
Maybe I want can, it so bad. You, you need like some some tugboat to be going by uh, business as usual, you know, <laughs> like a sightseeing tour. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, totally. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I also really appreciate your Frodo don't ring don't wear the ring skit on so. Oh, far, so thank good. you. Putting that it was... on makes you married to Sauron. <laughs> <laughs> that was Nick sent me that script one time. Like we got to do this now. That was like, good. It was thank you. It was a very fun one. But yeah, Shrek retold. I, our reason I want to plug Shrek retold is because. Uh, me and Nick and a couple other of our friends produced a segment for Shrek Two Retold, ah. which comes out this year. Okay, and Good. I was—it's crazy because now I'm gonna have an IMDb credit in the same movie as <laughs> Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who are the guys who made Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, you made. They it, produced man. a segment of this of Shrek Two Retold, and a bunch of other YouTube. Anthony Fantano did a part. Yeah, Jack's Films did a part. It's pretty cool. Awesome. Well, yeah. well, cool. I'll be I'll be checking that out. I'll find the URLs for all of these things and put them in the show notes. It's a lot of work for you. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. That's to- <laughs> totally worth it. Um, yeah. But I also wanted to ask you what, if you feel like being um, born of a direct – directly born of an Irishman, if mm-hmm. that has had any effect on your bagpipe playing, not only your own personal interest in it initially and to keep doing it, but does it make certain tunes feel different when you play them if you know that they're from Ireland or have to do with Ireland's history? Does it have any effect on you in the, in the band circle um, or even with public when people ask? I mean, like all of us who play pipes, people come up and ask, yeah. where are you from? Mm-hmm. And like I think my experience is common for most people in the United States. Um, nowhere that you want me to say, you know, they want me to say Scotland or Ireland. That's what they yeah. want. And like, yeah. I was born here. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, but are your parents from Scotland? No. <laughs> A lot of generations back before you get across the Atlantic, you know? And so yeah. uh, do you feel like you have a unique experience compared to other American pipers because of that? I, I think I, I probably do, mm-hmm. um, which is weird because, like, every time I tell people, you know, oh, my dad's from Ireland, they're like, I thought he'd be from Scotland because uh, yeah. the bagpipes. And, like, yeah. you know, and then I got to go into the whole thing about, well, you see, it's because the Scottish came over when the British, and you know, colonized yeah. Ireland and they, and they settled in Ulster and I got to give them that whole, you know, spiel. Yeah. But, like. I don't know. It, it, I, I, I do tend to gravitate more towards the Irish tunes, mm-hmm. mainly because like it's tunes I've been hearing my entire life, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But yeah, it, I, I, I guess in some ways it has you know shaped the way that I approach the the pipes. Both of the the bands that I've been in uh, were specifically Irish bands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, playing mostly Irish music, you mm-hmm. know. And I don't know. It's it's that that is kind of what I tell myself. I. I've done a little bit of competition piping when I was like in high school, mm-hmm. but I realized that like I, you know, I love piping. I don't know if I necessarily have the time to commit to being like you know, to being you know grade one or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I I play the music that I that I li- that I like and that I want to play, and right, that's, yeah. I just kind of have a certain you know fondness for that kind of music. Whether that's a traditional Irish tune or Old Town Road, it, it, exactly. You yeah. know, yeah. And I, I don't know, a lot of the Irish stuff for me is just, it's just fun to play. Yeah. And that's really what it comes down to. And in the band circle, it is, you know, it, it is weird because, you know, this, this band that I'm playing for now, uh, has been around since 1926. They're an old wow. band. They're a big band. Yeah. And a lot of the, the members are, most of the members are like, they're like third generation in this band. Yeah. And like, you know, old school Chicago Irish Catholic, you know, Mm-hmm. But yeah, and, and and I've kind of come in as a newcomer to that, you know. Yeah. And even like you know, none of my parents were pipers, you know. Mm-hmm. Like the the closest thing, you know, my mom played the mellophone in the high school band, 
cool. and my dad was my dad was the backup drummer in my uncle's punk band in rural ireland in the 70s and that's that's all that's of, a legit credit though man. <laughs> that's pretty awesome <laughs> that's but like that's all the music experience they have yeah. you know and i you know just came out of it as the bagpiper and kind of was thrown into this culture and had to figure it out myself mm-hmm. you know because bagpiping is it, it, there's like is a whole culture surrounding it. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially you know yeah with, with subcultures within too. That ex- I feel like ex- I'm only ex- discovering it all more and more all the time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. But yeah, but something else I wanted to think about because like, I so you you are a bagpiper. Yeah. Sorry, I, sorry, I keep dragging this comment. I, I I can tell you're trying to wrap it up. Oh no, but sweat, I thought... no sweat. I, I can <laughs> cut stuff up and put it all back together later. It's okay. not a big deal. Cool. So, 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 so you're a bagpiper who like lives on the internet, you know, who mm-hmm. exists on the internet. Yeah. Uh, do you ever get people like anytime there's like a bagpipe video that goes viral on like Twitter or Facebook, mm-hmm. people send it to you, right? Oh yes. Yeah. So it's, I, I, so you are like the bagpipe friend. Yeah. Yep. I'm the bagpipe friend for so and many people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that that's not like something I ever get a chance to talk to people because nobody knows because most bagpipers I know are like old men, uh, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I hardly, you know, anytime there's a bag of bagpipe video that like, that makes its rounds like, mm-hmm. Oh, this guy made a bagpipe out of a rubber glove. Amen. <laughs> look at that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I get sent it like five times. Yeah. Have, it, have yeah. my videos I, I don't have my videos become that to some people. I, hey, I don't. I, that's a good point. Because um, I, I feel like I've heard some people say that like my friends have sent me this five times, and I'm curious if like how you found my videos. Yeah, I wonder like if it runs in certain circles. You know, like you know, because like I feel like I do see. I've seen the Unipiper a lot of times. Mm-hmm. That Swedish lady who does jazz pipes. I've seen her a lot. Yeah, I've seen her a lot. Yeah. Yeah, pl- plenty of glove, glove recorder um bagpipe sets and stuff like that um yeah but the the africa cover i'm trying to think where i first saw it because i think if my memory's not faulty i think that it came up in a youtube algorithm feed kind of thing oh so you found it like organically yeah i think it actually got fed to me directly okay yeah and uh and honestly the and the thing that made me go you know what i gotta i gotta see if i can talk to this guy was the chanterant podcast they were talking about that video and about how they loved it and how they'd love really? to do something with you. Which, and have you, which have you, podcast is I've never heard of this. You should check it out. These guys are funny. It's, just, look- it's just called Chanter Rant. Okay. I'm, 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 I mean, you're going to hear me click clacking away. I'm, yeah, I'm no going to write a note. It's these two, these two guys. They, they, um, they run the Las Vegas pipe band. And, uh, and actually, you should check out the, some of their, the Las Vegas pipe band's YouTube content too because these two guys have put it together and they've done some really great uh, YouTube videos. Uh, like – one great skit that always comes to mind is um, when they were trying to sell their band t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, I don't remember how much money it was. It was like 20 bucks for a t-shirt. And so Josh goes over to like Andy's house and he answers the front door and he's just got like $21 bills taped to his <laughs> naked chest <laughs> and belly. And it's like, you could wear $20 or you could buy a t-shirt to wear for $20 was the, you know, the kicker of the thing. Right. But it um, gives you an idea of like they made good content and then they started doing this this uh, podcast. Um, they're funny. Yeah. Not safe for work. If you're ever sitting in an office setting, use headphones. But um, gotcha. Uh, very, very entertaining for sure. But they were talking about the Africa video and I was like, yeah, I really like that, too. That was good. And they were like, we'd love to do something with that guy sometime. And I thought, 
I'm oh, gonna look, I, so like I'm friends with them on Facebook and stuff. So I was like, I'm gonna figure out how to contact them because I want to see what they would do with you. You know, I was like, that's that would be oh, fun. I would love to to collaborate with them. Yeah. So well, and, and, so then I reached out to you and I was like, shoot, is this me stealing from another bagpiping podcast? Because I want to talk to Eamon too. You know. <laughs> No, there's enough. There's enough for me to go around. All there right, you go. maybe you'll just do the Settle rounds. down, ladies. Let's get you. You get you on my podcast. Get you on Chanterant, and we'll get you on with uh, Rab Lennox as well. And uh, oh hell yeah, I'd love to talk to Big Rab. Yeah, he's a That's cool awesome. guy. Yeah. yeah, I his he's you don't see him on TikTok, but like it's every time he makes a video, it makes me chuckle. Yeah, because he will just like sometimes he'll post a video where he just like. He will, you know how like on TikTok you can stitch videos, right? Yeah, yeah. So he will like find some video of like uh, somebody like oh god, somebody doing something stupid or like I and he'll just like stitch it with just him like staring, <laughs> yeah, and like raising an eyebrow for like ten whole seconds and say nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? But it's and I can't describe it. And like sometimes like. Somebody will post, like, a thirst trap, you know? Yeah. Of, like, them trying to be sexy or something. Yeah. And he'll, like, he'll he'll stitch it and say something about them that's, like, completely unrelated. Yeah, like, like, like something like, about the art they have hanging on the wall behind yeah, like, them or something. Yeah, like, I probably close your window. It looks freezing outside. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> something like that. I'm uh, sorry, Big Rab. That's a horrible impression of you. That, that, I was going to say, that was a really good, <laughs> that was a really good Irish, man. I, I, I'm, I'm just trying to sound like my aunt and uncle. You know? Yeah. He's, he's like, yeah, he's, he's, he lives in Ulster. He does. That's right. Yeah. He's an Ulster Scott. Yeah. He yeah. You, on the... you probably know him, right? Oh yeah. He's, you, yeah. Exactly. You and Rabber friends. I, the, Hey, I don't know if he listens to this, but the coldest, the coldest take I've ever seen on his app. He, he had the, he's got the cojones to go on TikTok and say that, that Northern Tato cheese and onion is better than Southern Tato yeah. cheese and onion. I I'm assuming that's a big deal. Is that a big deal? It's tato, tato cheese and onion. It's potato chips. And tato he's trying to say, onion. yeah. But wait, tato cheese and onion is specifically cheese and onion flavored potato chips. Yes, they're very good. But they're wait, like, they're like crack cocaine. But when we say potato chips, do we mean my kind of potato chips, or do we mean like French yeah. fries? No chip, like American, like crisps, American chips. Yeah, <laughs> crisps, what, American chips. <laughs> what, what what Americans would call chips? Ridged chips. I see. Yeah, I see. And, and so, he was trying to say that they taste better in the north, and I disagree. I've had them both places, and I disagree. Well, now take me deeper. Are there different manufacturers in the north versus the I, south? I don't know. <laughs> or like, what, you're, I got. I need context for this. I know that in I, Canada I, they have the all dressed flavor potato chips. I like those. So is this like a popular flavor in Ireland? Like every 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 crisp manufacturer makes cheese and onion, and there's like a cheese and onion war going on that, between them. That I'm not sure. I, I think potato cheese and onion, that's like their flavor. Uh-huh. But like they're the only big Irish uh, potato chip maker. Mm-hmm. Like all the other chips on the shelf there, are like you know Lay's and all that crap. But like Tato's like the Irish brand. Oh, I see. Tato's. Yeah. That's yeah. the brand of Tato chip. is the brand. Yes. Okay. And yeah. then cheese and onion is the flavor of this particular. Chip. Yes. There. There you go. Now you're tracking. And he says it tastes better in the north. He's, I, I guess they're manufactured in different places, and mm. he's saying that, like, Northern Ireland, uh, Tato tastes better than Republic cheese and, cheese and onion. I see. I guess. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pretend like I have any kind of sway with anyone. I'm going to get <laughs> you in touch with the Channerant guys to make some sick videos, <laughs> and I'm going to get you in touch with Rab 
to have some kind of like serious like smackdown debate about the the taste of 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 crisps yes, in, in yes. ulster um okay uh, i got i gotta get a, i gotta get some some tato shift to me well, I, here's the thing. I can I can buy Tato here. I know a few places that sell like Irish imports, but yeah. I, I cannot. I, I don't think I could guarantee that they come from either or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either the yeah. north or the south. I'm right. not sure. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, I would love to. You you would not happen to know what number podcast they talk about my video in, do you? I, that's probably a stretch. I'll find it. Yeah, it's got to be one. Well, actually, it might not have released yet. Now I think of it. Oh, oh! You got the 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 big. Uh, oh, bro! I'm a patron. Well, oh, oh, ooh! Yeah. There you go. Yeah, you got yeah. the Patreon perks. Yeah, so I hang. I, I basically pretend like I have friends and hang out with uh, with listening to them every Saturday. So nice, <laughs> nice. So and, and it does make for kind of a weird time warp thing because then I often do listen to the edited episode when it comes out later, and so now I don't remember. So it, either it came out. It's it's going to be one of the pretty recent ones, like probably one of the most recent five or six, or it's okay. about to come out one or the other. Gotcha. But I think that they talk about your video, that video, like, I think they talked about it like years ago as well, like a year and a half ago, maybe, you know? Okay. Um, maybe when it first, when you first posted it, I'm not sure. But like, they, they mm. have been doing this for a while, so they've got a pretty big back catalog, too. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And right now, I'll tell you honestly, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, like, do I cut this conversation up and put it in a more coherent way, or do I just let it live true to form and just put it up exactly as it is? I don't know. <laughs> if you're going for, like, their similitude. Hello friends, I'm still trying to figure out if it's best to stick these little promo messages at the beginning or at the end or somewhere in the middle of the episodes. Um, So here it is at the end of this one. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Damon. He's a funny guy. Um, There are a ton of links in the show notes to just about everything that we talked about. So if you want some entertainment, um, hop over there. Uh, stuff that he made, stuff the Channerant guys made, or Las Vegas Bite Band. Um, other stuff, too. What else did we talk about? You know, uh, that Cold Crossing movie. Just about everything that, that we could, that we talked about, I tried to find links for it, so it's all there in the notes. Um, uh, so, yeah, standard standard stuff. You know, this is a, a podcast that I love doing. I'm going to keep doing it no matter what. But if you want to send me money, I'm not going to stop you. Easiest way to do it is Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash droningonpodcast. Uh, you get some benefits for subscribing there. You get early access to episodes and stuff like that. Uh, I also send you a lovely handwritten letter, uh, some stickers, and the coolest thing is you get entered into a drawing. I think those are going to be a monthly thing where uh, give away uh, show merch, but also giving away um, like albums, um, tune books, maybe even uh, some instruments, things like that that uh, come, you know, kind of come in line with people who, who have been on the show. Uh, so that's 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 fun too. So hop over there to Patreon and support the show. Another good way to support the show, as Eamon mentioned in the episode, is uh, bagpipeswag.com, where um, uh, my friends and I have made some bagpipey and drummy stuff that we sell on there. So that's another fun way to support the show. And if you feel so inclined, of course, I do invite you to follow the show on Facebook. It is a fun way to interact. And uh, I mean, speaking of those drawings, that's one way to find out what the items are each month that are that are going to be the giveaway prize. Um, just follow the show on Facebook or on uh, Instagram. And maybe someday I'll, I'll get ambitious and start a TikTok for the show. I, I feel like it's very unlikely, though. I feel so tired. Maybe when my children grow up. Um, but on Facebook, you can just find us by searching Droning On Podcast. Uh, Instagram, it's droning.on.podcast. And you can always email the show at thedroningonpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, links to those things are also in the show notes. And, of course, leaving the show a positive review um, on the listening platform of your choice is always helpful. 
uh, thanks again. Have a, have a super great week, and uh, check out some of Eamon's cool, cool stuff. Uh, it's, it's funny and entertaining. Uh, bye.